swimmers, and welcome to another episode of Torpedo Swim Talk podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Sperling, and each week we chat to a master swimmer from around the world about their swimming journey. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Katie Ibell, a 27-year-old open master swimmer from Toowoomba in Queensland. Katie has had quite the journey in the swimming world, starting at a young age and now excelling in master's competitions. With such an impressive resume, including being the current Queensland Open Women's Champion in the 50 breaststroke, and her recent success at the 2023 World Masters Championships in Japan, where she won four bronze medals, there was a lot to discuss. Let's hear from Katie now. Welcome, Katie. Hello, thank you. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. Oh, fantastic. Have you got a swim in this weekend? Yes. So I just competed at the 2024 Queensland Swimming Championships and I had all four 50-metre swims at that competition. Oh, fantastic. Give us give us a bit of a, a lowdown on how you went. Um, so I did pretty well in all four swims. I came ninth in the 50 backstroke um, and 50 breaststroke I came sixth in the final and uh, a little bit over my best times, but I was very happy with those swims. Fantastic. It's, it's amazing that you're continuing to do open swimming as well as masters. With the with the open races, are they mainly 50s or do you go up to the 100 and 200? Yes. So lately I've been, I focus on the 50-metre sprints at state championships just because they're fun. Um, but I do compete. My main event is the 200 medley. So I do compete up to the 200-metre swims as well. So 50s, 100, 200s. And will you will you be heading off to the um the Australian Open Nationals this year? Um, I won't be this year because the same week is the Queensland Masters Championships at Chandler. So I'm focusing on that this year. Um, I'm trying to qualify for the Olympic trials as well. So that's sort of my next goal. Um, I've got a few competitions leading into that to try and get the hunt. I'm looking at the hundred breaststroke um, and the two hundred medley if I can. But they're the two sort of focus events for Olympic trials if I can go. But yeah, I am um, yeah, really looking forward to this whole season. Yeah. How, how close are you to those two qualifying times? I've, in the past, my best times are under them. I just haven't redone them in the qualifying time limit. So I got my 100 breaststroke in 2021 December and I need to do it after January 2022. So I just need to re it. Yeah. But um, yeah, just trying to fit in the training enough now to be able to achieve that goal. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Well, first of all, what I wanted to talk about was to sort of dive into the transition between that open swimming career and your Masters. What prompted you to try Masters? Um, So in 2021 was when I started Masters. I had, after COVID, 2019 was my good racing and then COVID hit and we had eight weeks completely out of the pool and I just sort of lost a lot of enjoyment of the sport when I came back I just wasn't hitting the times that I was doing previously um, and I just yeah, wasn't even close to hitting a PB so my enjoyment was starting to go down and my squad at training because we're from a small town the level and the age group had dropped so I was about 10 years older at minimum than everyone else in the squad so losing a little bit of what I had in the past so I thought okay I'm, co- I'm coaching at the time and I had about six or seven masters swimmers from Toowoomba and they sort of just were having a lot more fun and friendships and all of that business. And, um, yeah, that really prompted me to 
have a go. And um, yeah, they were really convincing. They were like, yep, let's let's join you in that. And um, yeah, I had a few competitions in that end of 2021 that really, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, just I had a few friends from down south as well, Daria Schiltz and Jacinta Humphrey. They um, really, yeah, I knew them from up here as well. So they got me into doing masters. They loved it. So I thought, okay, I'll have a crack. And uh, my enjoyment's come back so much since then. So, Well, why do you think it's it's such a difference in the mindset between the two? Yeah, it's, um, I think, the pressure in open swimming. Um, it's a lot more expectation than with masters. You just... A lot of people do obviously masters for fun, um, but you've also got the competitive side as well. So you can just have a swim or you can compete at a high level. And I think that takes the pressure off where open swimming, it's very serious. So the masters is a very good environment, very positive, very happy. Yeah, that's good to see your enjoyment back in swimming. And obviously you're still swimming so fast, being able to race at the Open Champs. Yes, so um, the last, so from 2021, I still had my good training background. Um, that pushed me through to be able to hit those times and in December just gone I've just uh, got a new job so now I'm doing full-time work rather than part-time work yeah keep the training up to be able to keep that standard is quite tricky so I'm still yeah figuring out my new routine um, to be able to compete at that level Uh, yeah I've done a lot in the past that I can keep that whole like the new training schedule Um, so I was doing a lot more like long distance work and a lot more pace work and now because I'm doing less sessions I have to do a bit more shorter sprinting so trying to keep the hundreds and two hundreds up is going to be tricky but um yeah I'm doing quite well at the moment. So what what um how how have the training sessions dropped so in terms of when you were doing the open how many were you doing then and how many are you doing now? Yeah so at Fairhome where I was training I was doing between seven and nine swims a week and a couple of gym sessions on top of that and now I'm two to four sessions a week and some gym if I can fit it in as well Um, and I was doing between probably four and six kilometers per session with the seven sessions a week and a lot of pace work and uh, some more medley work in that as well Um, but now it's like one to 2k after work if I can fit it in before it gets dark and before the pool closes in town so that's sort of the main change and a little bit more yeah just sprint based work at the moment yeah and do do you think were you always a good 50 meter sprinter or do you think that that's come on now that you're doing that that sort of particular work in the water yeah I think the the lack of training that I've had pushed me towards the 50s because the hundreds drop off a little bit with lack of training um but as a little kid I was 50 up to 1500 so I was um, yeah, a bit of everything I was actually a backstroker when I was little um but that changed when I was starting high school and then I transitioned to medley and I've always had that medley background because my coaches have always said make sure all young swimmers do all four strokes and that gives you fitness and everything as well and be able to compete in everything and um when I was 12 my coach at the time, he said, like, we want to focus on, like, the 800 to keep you fit and be able to just show up when the whole club competed in those longer-distance races and points for the club. But now, yeah, it's transitioned to more breaststroke, shorter races, 50 and 100, and the 200 medley as well. Have you have you found that you've had to change? I mean, obviously, the stroke rate is different between a 200 and a 50, but have you had to adjust um, any parts of your technique? For that shift? Um, a little bit. Uh, I find 
probably with my longer freestyle in the past, I've had to learn to get that rating up a little bit and shorten it a little bit. And I'm not the tallest swimmer, so I can't copy long, tall swimmers. So trying to get the catch earlier and higher elbows in breaststroke and a short, like I got that narrow kick in breaststroke. That's sort of, as you grow up, it changes depending on how your body changes. And yeah, I've, yeah, definitely narrow kick and high elbows in the breaststroke is different compared to my longer breaststroke technique. And and with the full-time work, I mean, it when you, when you start full-time work and, you, and you're t- trying to train, um, you, you get so tired from work and there's not a lot of energy left over to put into your swimming. So how do you manage to sort of motivate yourself to do that? It's tricky. I've only been in the new job six weeks, so I'm still figuring it out. Um, but just I think it's a good mental release after work going for a swim at the moment rather than doing big sessions but leading into state championships in April I want to be able to up those k's a little bit and get that pace work back in rather than just the short sprints or just like a float swim but um yeah it's a really good mental release after work I um haven't done a lot of mornings yet um with the full time I'm still figuring out all that schedule so um, I preferred the afternoons at this stage but I sort of plan at the start of the week I'll do like alternate days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, swim, and then alternate days with the gym so I can just break it up a little bit. Good idea. Yeah, because it's really tempting to let that gym side of things slide to get into the water, but I think it's super important to continue doing that. Do you have someone running a gym program for you or do you do your own thing? Uh, At the moment I'm at Fitstop North Toowoomba and it's a very nice group class um, and it's like Every So Mondays are like a perform class where you do a bit of cardio, a bit of strength, and then Tuesday, Fridays are more strength-based, and then Wednesdays and Saturdays are cardio. So I can sort of balance out my week through that and just focus on more of a cardio if I've done less swim or focus on the lifting days, the strength, and trying to build up sort of with this like squats and deadlifts, those main lifts, and trying to work out like before competitions, make sure I'm not doing too heavy so I'm not getting too sore, and then I don't want to get sick either, so I'm trying to, yeah, just balance it out with one swim, one gym, just to sort of stretch out my muscles as well. Yeah, good idea. Are you, are you someone that likes to sort of um, do a bit of activation before you get in the water or do you just hop in cold? Uh, definitely not cold because I'm getting older now and I'm feeling my age a lot in these competitions, but um, I try and just do a little bit of stretching, especially the night before, um, and then on the day doing a little bit of core activation, a little bit of glute activation, especially with the sprint breaststroke. It's quite hard to get going. Um, yeah, so mainly a little bit of core, a little bit of arm stretching, a little bit of leg swings, that sort of stuff, very basic. But really necessary. I mean, I see so many swimmers just j- jump in the water without any activation and, yeah, it really affects your shoulders later in life, so keep doing it. Yes, keep going. I'm not too old yet, but I definitely am starting to feel it. Yeah, you do. You get tight. You get tighter. I think. I mean, you lose your range of flexibility, so it's really important to keep to keep going with that. Yeah. Yeah, especially now that I'm on my feet eight till four thirty so every day, rather than just morning and afternoon. I'm not getting my naps through the day anymore, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, just trying to keep that length in my muscles and off my feet if I can with the swimming. Yeah. What What's the new job? Um, I'm a therapy assistant now at the Toowoomba Hospital. Um, so yeah, doing five days a week at the moment and um, my contract is going well so far and um, yeah compared to swim coaching it's very different but working with stroke patients and adult rehabilitation and all of that so it's going very well that was it that's in the rehab arm of the hospital 
Yeah, okay. Yes, rehab, yep, section there. So I've got the medical ward and the in and outpatient therapy as well. So at the moment I'm in the rehab ward. Yeah, I bet. It's really, I'm sure it's really rewarding because you're helping them get back to what they, you know, what they were pre-accident or pre-stroke. Yes, because I'm not just doing like exercises with them. I'm helping them with swallowing again, talking again, walking again. So it's, um, yeah, very, very different environment, but it's um, very positive as well. Matches in with my master's is very well. And back to your training, are you now um, still training with the squad, with the master's squad or by yourself? so I've never trained with a master squad. I swim under at the moment the University of Queensland Masters, um, but because I'm living in Toowoomba, uh, I just train with the national squad up at Fairhome College. Um, but now that I've got full time work, I'm just training on my own at the local pool, just a couple of times a week when wow, I can. Wow, that, that's really tough. That's tough swimming by yourself, isn't it? Yes, very. I'm I'm figuring it out slowly because I like get there and I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll do this set today that I don't really feel like it. So I've just got to keep that motivation going that I've got this competition coming up and want to keep working towards that. The World Masters you went to last year in Japan in 2023 was that the first World Masters you'd competed at? Yes. So I turned 25 in 2021. So I joined Masters when I was 25, and that was supposed to be the year. The Japan Worlds were going to be on so I was like yep ready to go and then yeah got postponed so I felt like I had a little bit more experience before I went into that but yes yeah, it was definitely my first championships which was very exciting first overseas trip as well um, so that was a big learning curve as well so with the heat as well it was 42 degrees wet that felt like it over there every day so managing with all those different circumstances as well was tricky but um, I love the competition and that whole environment. And we had a really good group of people that went over. So very enjoyable. Oh, that's really nice. Did you do you stay together as a group? Uh, we didn't. Um, my family and I, we went over. So we had five of us go over and we just met up with the, the whole team at the pool and yeah, caught up each day and supported each other, depending on whose race was on where, because I had the two pools at the competition. So the men and women were on different times. So I had a lot of um, support from the club. They came and watched me because I was the last hit because I was in the youngest age group. Um, they all finished their competition and they came over and supported me through that. So oh, that's nice. That's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. That's what I love about Masters. I know, I know. That that sort of, uh, you know, range, range of ages that you have, but everyone has that one thing in common that they all love swimming. And I think it's a real age barrier breaker. It is because I find that's another difference from open swimming is because the kids are so much younger they haven't experienced what we've experienced and, um, yeah they just don't have that same enthusiasm or commitment and there's a lot of stress in that situation for them so when I'm at open meets I pretty much hang with all the masters group anyway just we're all positive and we're all making finals so it's a yeah, great environment to be in yeah for sure and what was some of the, I know you mentioned the heat in Japan. What were some of the things that you didn't expect and you had to sort of work your way through them? <laughs> the language barrier. That okay. was very tricky because yeah. um, our medley relay team, we medaled in the 4 by 50 medley relay and we originally came fourth and we looked at the reaction times on the changeovers and we saw that the Chinese team had actually jumped the start on one of their legs and they hadn't updated the results. So we had to go down and try and sort that all that situation out, but the language barrier, there was no English. So we really struggled to let them know what was happening 
um, and we eventually found an interpreter, so that was um, very handy. But yeah, we got all that situation sorted through that. But, yeah, the language barrier, the heat, the food, um, yeah, just the travel, trying to figure out the trains and buses and all their schedules as well. So that was probably the biggest thing was the travel. What were some of the challenges with the food? With the food, just my normal food that I would have here before a competition there's not there's like no cereal no cereal anything or bread even over there and yeah just trying to like they have sushi or rice but that's their sort of breakfast and um yeah I had none of my normal food there so trying to figure out what I could eat and what I could stomach before I would race that was one of the tricky parts a lot of my friends they bought food over but I didn't I was too scared to try that so I just thought I'll just get something when I'm there but there was nothing I could really eat before so that was a bit tricky so yeah just had a few little sandwiches and things like that rather than lots of food well then I mean you've got to sort of go to one world champs first to figure out how to do the next one really because there's so many things like the warm-up pool for instance is a nightmare you can't do your proper warm-up nope I was not expecting that either but um the relay day was very tricky because we had the men and the women together as well so there was a thousand like six thousand people there at once so trying to just fit in a lane and also they swim backwards yes, they go the other way I know. and that was really tricky as well oh, no, it's so but, hard. Um, yeah trying to remember to go the right way because I was so scared of getting injured by going the wrong way so I had to concentrate a lot in the warm-ups as well yeah yeah it's look it's yeah. so hard to do backstroke in in those um when you're warming up at the worlds for that yeah I literally did like three or four strokes and I turn over just to make sure no one's coming my way as well I know. if I can control mine but I can't control if they're going to do it so exactly exactly yeah. yeah and all of those challenges you you had four races that you meddled in which one were you the happiest with and tell us about that race yes I would say the 100 breaststroke I was very relieved because I was ranked before I had a look at the entry list before I went over and I was ranked quite high in all of my swims and the first day the 200 backstroke didn't go quite how I planned and I was like I was happy with fifth I was really excited that I got fifth in the world and then I had my 100 breaststroke and it was one of my main swims and I was like, I would really like to medal in that. Um, and I touched the wall and I saw a third and I was very excited with that. But I also then realised I only medalled by 0.04 of a second. Wow, so that close. was um, very close. So <laughs> yeah. I felt very, very grateful to even get a medal over there. And that was, yeah, very big relief in that one. I liked all, all four of my medals, obviously. That was amazing. And having the relay, like, so I'd say my 100 breaststroke was my best individual um race and then my um four by 50 medley doing that with my three other uq girls was um very exciting as well yeah that's so much fun having a relay like yep. that over i there. love relays yeah yep. yeah we weren't expecting to have one because we had four women and four men so that worked out perfectly and we could have the two female relays two male relays but then also the mixed relays so yeah. getting to swim with the men was very exciting as well that's that's cool were they were you all around the same age no um so I was how old was I at the time 27 and then the ladies had a fair few years on me but um the men were all 40 to 50 to 60s so I was definitely the youngest by a lot but um yeah I just can't believe how quick these men and women are at that age so that's um another reason why I joined masters was just the amazement of how people can swim at that age and I have a few 
older friends in my UQ team um, that do like the 400 butterfly at 80 years old. And I'm yes. just like, how do you do that? And they're like, this is the fun one. I can't sprint. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not enjoyment for me, but you can do that one. I'll let you have that one. So I love seeing the older, older swimmers swim as well Yeah, and how, just how quick they are. Yeah, they're really inspirational. Ridiculously. Yeah. And and what is it. what does Katie look like in the um in the marshalling area? Are you a quiet sort of person or do you like to talk to people? It depends on the race for me. I get pretty nervous um with my 200 medley because it's such a important race to me. So I get quite nervous and just sit sort of by myself. But all like the 50 meter swims or the relays, like I'm a bit crazy. I go and talk to everyone I can and I'm very fast with my talking. So I um, get a bit puffed before I have to go out. So I have to sit calm just before I go out so I can actually get my breath back after chatting to everyone, which was really good in Japan with our relays um, with the marshalling area. We were just taking selfies with all the other teams and having yeah good, good chats with everyone, trying to figure out where they're all from and different language barriers. So yeah, having the selfies with all of them was really cool. And what are some of your other master's competitions that you've been in that you've really enjoyed competing at? Um, so my very first competition in Masters was Queensland State long course at Kiwana and it was such a big learning curve for me because one for swimming with the men side by side and I was a bit oblivious with especially my 100 butterfly. I was like, I just, I'll just i put in my time that I normally would swim at open competitions and that put me in the middle of the men and I just drowned. <laughs> I was so swamped <laughs> with waves. It was ridiculous. So having that competition was a good learning experience. And then I've had Great Barrier Reef Masters Games. I loved that. That was uh, every time I go there is amazing. Um, and then Pan Pacific Championships. I haven't been to a national championships yet. I'm going to Darwin in May. So that'll be my first ever nationals. Um, and then the Premier League swimming competition. That was, I experienced that in November last year with my team. So, um, yeah, we actually won at that competition. So we had a really, really good afternoon. It was just not serious at all. It was just, yeah, good team environment and, um, yeah, just supporting each other as we go, which was really nice. Tell us about the Premier League because I'm trying to get my head around it. It's a little bit like the ISL type yeah. situation, right? Yes, which I like. It was short course, which I prefer. Um, and we had a team of eight. And it had to be half boys, half girls, and had to be under, I think it was like 250 years com- combined with everyone. So you couldn't just have all young quick swimmers. You had to have the older age group as well and had to figure out who could swim what strokes as well. So you had to sort of balance it out. The hardest part was the mystery race. So you had to roll a dice and they said at the start of the day, they had like number one was going to be 200 free, number two, 100 back, things like that. And we were all praying that it was going to be the 25 butterfly or 25 breaststroke. And it came out every time except for I think two out of the six weren't the 200 freestyle and every other roll the dice was 200 no. freestyle. So that, I copped that one, so that was great. Um, yes, but you have uh, eight, I think we had eight teams at that competition and the top four after the first round went to the A final and the bottom four went to the B final, and the winner of both finals got prize money. So oh, nice. That was um, yeah, very different experience with that. So that was really good. Yeah. That's cool. And how often do they run those? Um, I'm not really sure. I think, I think there's been five in total so far, and there's another one coming up. But um, one of my friends just invited me to it. I think it's every couple of months maybe or every year. Yeah. 
so we were November and I think the next one's coming up yeah because it was um the very first so the one I went to it was the very first master's edition so I think it was just open swimming before that and the, a lot of the Olympians went to the last one so this was the first master's one so it was um yeah a lot a lot of fun yeah it sounds it sounds it yes it was great yeah and you've been number one in the world for the 25 to 29 200 IM short course yeah when did you do the swim that placed you at that um, ranking? It was the 2021 Brisbane Southside competition at Chandler. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I was um, actually racing Casey Flouch at the time. And ah. he, yeah, big inspiration to me. Um, so it was good to race him. And I am better at backstroke than him and he's better at breaststroke than me. So I had to really knuckle down on that backstroke and try and catch him and um then he just took off on me in breaststroke so that really pulled me out in that first 100 meters and I just had to hang on after that so I was very happy with that swim how, how do you build a, a 200 IM oh it's a tricky one so for me my breaststroke obviously is one of my strengths but in the actual 200 medley my backstroke is actually my strength so I've got to not go too hard in that butterfly so the 50 fly is just like a so, strong solid effort um easy speed and then pretty much just go hard from there but I try I was taught when I was about 17 from one of um Michael Bowles swimmers at the time that he used to work on every so the first 25 of each 50 you try and go it's slower than the second 25 so you try and build each 50 as well so the second half of each 50 had to be quicker than the first um so I've always sort of used that philosophy and give everything in the freestyle so, and then short course, yeah, short course was hard as well. Yeah, so you had to work the turns. Oh, I love, I love short course. Me too. It just, it's just a lot. Uh, that's the only time you can do hundred IM. So that's the best thing. So I love hundred IM, but I do love my two hundred. Are you good at turns? Um, I could be better, but yes, I prefer short course because of my turns. I'm because I'm shorter. I can sort of get in and out a lot quicker. I just have to work on the underwater part. I'm good at the turn. I just need to to fix the underwater part yeah, sort of, yeah what, what do you mean when you say you have to fix it why, why what's wrong with it I think I just I don't do it fast enough I'm sort of okay. like not a relaxed sort of state but I just yeah I think oh yeah I've done done my turn and then I can start swimming but I forget about I have to actually work harder in that underwater so I've been trying to work on that the last six months or so how, how many dolphin kicks you do um off a turn for your freestyle oh for freestyle um I think it's four yep. I try and do um, in 50 and 100. Mm -hmm. I don't really have enough oxygen for 200. But in my 200 medley, I work on eight for butterfly, seven for backstroke, one obviously for breaststroke, and then four for freestyle. Yep. So I've got a specific pattern for my medleys. That, that's really interesting. Does that Do you think that puts you in a bit of oxygen debt by the time you get to that freestyle? Um, a little bit. So for my short course, it does a little bit. So I try and just see how I go at the time. But my long course, that's sort of the only way I can keep my momentum going. So um, I looked at Katinka Hosu. That's who I studied leading into that. Um, and that seemed to work for me as well. And if I, like I said before, if I go too slow and relaxed with my underwater, then I go into oxygen debt. So have to make sure it's nice and zippy. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's really impressive underwaters. Do you do the same amount off the dive? Yeah. 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 So eight off the fly dive. Yeah. And yes. then yeah. I probably go four off the turn in short course, but in long course, I just go eight off the dive. 
And and what other masters events? I know you mentioned you're going to Darwin, but long term, what sort of what what are you sort of aiming for? What are your aspirations? Uh, Singapore World Champs in 2025. That's my next one. Um, it'll be my last World Champs in the 25 to 29 age group. So I'd love to improve on my results from Japan now that I've had an overseas trip and learned all about what and what not to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'll probably do the same events as I did in 2023, um, depending on the training. If I can get enough training in before that, then I'll probably look at the same events because half of them are breaststroke and the other half are medley. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the next big goal. I've got, um, yeah, this whole next season, it'll be state championships in Brisbane, national championships in Darwin, Pan Packs in, 20, in November 2024, and then World Champs in 2025. That's sort of the next big step. So, and then I'll look at after that with life where it heads as well. Yes, yeah, of course. I'm get, approaching 30, so getting on a little bit. So, yep, trying to make some bigger life decisions as well. So I thought I'll have a good hit out at 2025 World Champs. And um, yeah, go from there. They haven't really said when Singapore, what time of the year it's going to be, but it will tend it will tend to be around July, August, that type of time. I'm expecting that as well. So it'll be interesting the heat over there as well. See, at least I've prepared from Japan being in August as well. But um, like Doha is going to be quite different this year. I'm obviously not going, but um, yeah, just to see how everyone responds compared to Japan will be very interesting. Singapore is a bit more tropical than Japan, so it's probably a bit more similar. I lived there for a little while and it's similar to the weather in far north Queensland, sort of humidity, but it's the same temperature every day, basically. That would be good, kind of like Darwin and Cairns. Yeah, that kind of temperature. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can you give us a bit of an insight into one of the sessions that you do by yourself? Yes. So um, I try a little bit more sprint work, obviously. And my go-to set um, is, it's a long set. It's 55 25s. And you start at 10 25s on one minute. And then you have a little swim off. And then 9 25s on 55. And then you work your way down to the last 25 dive start on 15 seconds. So when I'm doing that breaststroke, it's um, a bit of a push. Um, but it's been, yeah, a very good one for me to get that speed up, ready to go for my 50 and my start of my 100. So I'll have to do some more of my back end for the next couple of competitions because it's not just 50 meter swims. Um, but yeah, that's my go-to for my sprint. And what sessions. what will you do to work on that back end? Um, probably, yeah. I used to do a few sessions where I would do it's. I have to do a bit of a pr- process with this first little bit of progression. Um, but eight 100s breaststroke on four minutes sprint. Um, and I've never done it long course, so I'm going to be. Yeah, doing a little bit of progression leading into that, like start with like two and then the next week maybe go four and just see how I'm progressing with time and stroke as well. So just focusing on drills leading into it as well so that I have that efficiency um, and then start to drop the times down from there and see how long I can sort of hold that pace for. Um, and that will be my sort of go-to for leading into trying to get that Olympic trial qualifying time. Are you? I forgot to ask, are you, st- are you training in a 25-metre pool or a 50 when I train on my own downtown, it'll be in a 50-metre pool. And then if I train with a squad at the Fairhome College pool, that's 25. So I've always trained 25, um, but the pool in the middle of town is 50 metre. So I am enjoying that at the moment because it's outdoors. 
everyone that comes on the podcast, I love to ask them their deep dive five, which is their swimming favorite. So just give me the first thing that pops into your head. Favorite pool that you've ever swum at? Outdoor pool at Melbourne Aquatic Centre. Ah, oh, very nice. I love that pool. Do you? Okay. Yep. You had some good times there. I I have, and it's, it just feels so light. The water feels light. It doesn't feel like 25 metres. I've never swum in at 50. I've just done 25 competitions there, but I got my best ever result at Australian Nationals in that pool. So nice. Good times. Yeah. Good memories. Very good. How about your favourite goggles? Favourite goggles, Opal Speedos. I um, I used to train in the Opal Clear Speedos, but now I like the mirrored. And how about your favourite breaststroke training drill? It's called... Larada, so L-A-R-A-D-A, which is left arm, right arm, double arm. So I learned that at a Queensland breaststroke camp and um, yeah, used it ever since. Yep. And is it just one one of each? Yeah. So you keep the legs the same but keep the other arm out in front. So do the left arm, do the right arm, and then do a full stroke of breaststroke. Nice. I like that one. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. fancy. <laughs> and how about when, when you're not in Japan and you can eat the food that you like, what's your favourite pre-race meal? Oh, um, we ha- apricot chicken is normally my go-to the night before or honey mustard chicken. So usually rice, chicken, things like that. Nice. And how about on competition day? What do you sort of eat for, before breakfast? I struggle to eat, but I, um, I usually have raisin toast. That's uh, one of my go-tos, bananas and pikelets with jam. They're my sort of three little quick snacks plus Powerades and things like that if I can't stomach the food. Yeah, because nerves yeah. make such a, an impact on race day, don't they? Yes, and I've had a lot of trouble in the past. Um, I was on reflux medication for a long time and we figured out that my blood sugar dropped ridiculously, that I pretty much was nearly comatose with how low it was. Um, so I figured out if I don't eat, it drops at least two points. So, I've yeah, as I've gotten older, I'm like, yep, I can see where that importance people have told me in the past, but now I get it. So make sure I eat just something, just something little, it's a mouthful here and there. And how about the swimmer you most admire and why? Oh, I've got a couple. Like Jess Shipper is one of my favourites. She's just super friendly and I think a little bit underrated. Um, She, yeah, my favourite ever race to watch was the 4x100 medley at Beijing Um, and I've had a lot of talks about all of that with her and just such an inspiration to me as a young kid. And um, I was never really a butterflyer, but she sort of got me into fly as a younger kid. Um, I just wanted to look up to her and be like her with that. But um, one of the most friendly people I've ever met. And you mentioned you had a a few others. Oh, yes. um, Natalie Coughlin. She's one of my favourite from America. Um, In the older age group, I do like my uh, older era swimmers. Um, And just one of her quotes that she had, and I really like, like, where what she did with her training and how when she got older she transitioned from all of those events from Beijing longer like 200 medley 200 backstroke into the sprint freestyle and just how she transitioned from there is very interesting so I do like watching that have you she's got a book out I think hasn't she have you read that I think so I haven't read it yet so that's sort of on my my list Well, Katie, thank you so much for sharing your insights and experiences with us today. I'm really excited to follow your journey and I hope to meet you in person on Pool Deck in Darwin. That would be great. Darwin would be great. And then maybe at MSAC one day as well. That would be really good. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care. See you. 
I hope you enjoyed my chat with Katie and took something from Katie's journey that you can add into your own swimming and help you improve down the track. Congratulations to Felicity Hawkins for winning our competition for the form goggles. And thank you to everyone that left us a lovely review on Apple or even sent them personally. Till next time, happy swimming and bye for now.